Well, hello everyone. I guess I have to say it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome Wait, to the no, morning. No, no. I was almost disappointed you weren't going to do it. <laughs> I did think for a second. Hello, I was like, you like, know what? No. I did think for a second. Uh, is it getting too much? But no. no. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the McCraw Podcast. And if this is your first time listening to uh, our podcast, then do yourself a favor. Go back. Start on episode one. And then we'll catch up with you later on episode six. Um, this is episode six. And today we're going to be talking about the festival of trumpets. We just got done talking about Pentecost in the upper room. And now we are on the festival of trumpets. And so uh, really quick, thank you all for listening and all the, the community, the McCraw community that has been uh, texting us, direct messaging us, commenting on, uh, on all the stuff. Thank you so much. Thank we really appreciate the encouragement. It's awesome to see and hear. Um, but if you would do us a favor, again, comment, like, subscribe, whatever avenue that you're listening to, help us out and help us get the word out. But I am joined, as always, the great AJ Holloway. How are you doing today? Man, I'll do a lot better if you never call me great again. That would be the amazing. great AJ Holloway. That's him. You know, that's not false humility. That's absolute fear. <laughs> Uh, Bible truth in my life. <laughs> How are you the doing? Greatest doing of these good. Shall be called the least of these. I'm doing great. No, no the great AJ. It is what it is. Yeah. Good. I'm doing awesome. Doing awesome. A little tired. I've been working on a, um, been building an office slash studio for this podcast. And let's go. So been doing some backbreaking work. So a lot of big stuff coming in the future for this podcast and YouTube channel. Exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited too. Hopefully, sooner rather than later, you might see us together in the same room uh, recording some yeah. podcasts. So there's there's a lot of amazing and fun things that we're trying to do with this podcast. Yeah. Um, but today is going to be a great lesson as always. So I am ready. I've, I'm buckled in. <laughs> I'm leaned in. I got my scriptures ready. All I right. got my notepad ready. So we're ready to learn today. Buckle up. <laughs> we're getting ready for the trumpets. That's what we're doing. That's it. That's it. So this is it. We're winding it down. Um, there's just three more left. And then we're going to bring this to a landing, if you will. I don't know. That's the yeah. example to use in the festivals, but we're going to go with it. So, yeah, this, this is the final Micra season. And uh, similar to Passover, this Mikra uh, will also be like a nesting doll. So just to recap what I mean by nesting doll, there are three total Mikras. Okay. So yeah. there's Passover, which we've gone through. And then there's Pentecost, which was in the last uh, episode. And now we are at Tabernacles. But there are two feast seasons that uh, have these nesting doll concepts. The first one, which is Passover, it's Passover is one season, but inside of it is unleavened bread and first fruits for a total of three inside right. of that one. Then Pentecost, as we mentioned, it's it stood all by itself in the middle of the year and it marked uh, the beginning of their summer. Now, finally, Tabernacles is where we are and there are two other um, feasts that are nested inside of it. Now, this is the kind of Bible nerd stuff that I like geek out on. Yeah. Um, this is totally, I don't want to call it irrelevant or useless. It's just when you read and you pay really close attention to your Bible reading, you're going to pick up on patterns. And my, my brain is just like in tune to see patterns. Yeah. Okay. So, try to follow. I wish I had a chart or a whiteboard to teach from. That would be amazing if I had like a big whiteboard, but it's Passover. Okay. This, the festival is called Passover. Right. And it starts with Passover, then nested inside of that unleavened bread, first fruits. This last season is called tabernacles, but it starts with trumpets, day of atonement and ends with tabernacles. It's like a mirrored version of the Passover. It's Passover started with Passover. Tabernacles ends with Tabernacles, even though it's named that. Yeah. So what you'll see is 
three in Passover, one in Pentecost, three in Tabernacles, seven. This is, you're going to see this, this repetition of seven in this particular season. And that's really important for what this uh, season symbolizes. So hopefully that was easy to follow. It's not, I don't know. It's, it's pretty important. It's yeah. Bible nerd stuff. So let's, let's begin. Yeah. So the season of tabernacles, uh, it begins in the Hebrew month, uh, Tishrei, which that word Tishrei, it means the month of beginning. But of importance uh, is this is actually the second beginning because we've, we've come through Passover and that was the beginning of their years was the day they got brought out. So the, the day they were saved from the world system of Egypt now becomes the beginning of year. So this yeah. is like a second beginning. Now, this Mikra was at the end of the harvest. This is really important. And it was also called the Feast of End Gatherings because that was, you know, they were, they'd gathered in all of their, their produce. And this would be a season that would symbolize rest. Now, if you remember, Passover was symbolic of peace because we're no longer slaves in Egypt. God's blood, uh, the, the sacrifice of a lamb brought us out. And because of the power of that blood, we now have peace. Yeah. Then Pentecost was a symbol of, you know, we're waving this in expectation of a good harvest. It's the, the power of God's ability to give harvest. And now this final one will be symbolic of rest. That's really, really important. Yeah. And it begins... Uh, on the seventh month, ironically. Wow. So, so about where we're at? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, season we're in? Funny enough, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll to get it. it. We'll get so, to it. Uh, let's see. So it's important to note that this period of time before this Mikra that was leading up to trumpets, it was called the long summer. So... From Passover to Pentecost was only 50 days, as we've seen. Okay. Yeah. Relatively short period of time. But from Pentecost to trumpets, that is a long summer. You have to go through the, the Hebrew month of Tammuz, Av, El, Elul. You have to go through these long summer months. It's all work in the harvest. Wow. So you're going through... This, this long, uh, arduous journey to get here. And then there would be a blowing of a trumpet. And when they would hear that trumpet, harvest time is over. <laughs> there was somebody that was, you know, keeping tabs on the uh, months. And when they got to the month of Tishrei, there would be a representative, uh, the priesthood, who would blow the trumpet. And they, they symbolize harvest is over. This wow. would be the inauguration of this final season of the year, this season of tabernacles. So trumpets is a relatively, I would say, uneventful uh, episode in comparison to what we explored in Pentecost. I mean, extravagant display of God's presence coming down in a mountain. Then you have Passover where there's a blood of a lamb. Trumpets is an inauguration. It's, it's really ramping up to an extravagant time of the year. Yeah. But the trumpets is so, so important for the rest of the Bible. So let's, let's get a little historical background. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 23. See, says, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel saying in the seventh month. Okay. So, Remember, you're going to see this repetition of sevens. So on this, uh, in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest. Yeah. So the word, I mean, I wish we could really dive into this, but the word Sabbath kind of means something different to us because the word, we don't really have an English word like for Sabbath, um, but the word Shabbat is what Sabbath comes from. It's a Hebrew word. It means cease, just stop. Wow. We we look at it as rest, but Shabbat is just cease. Cease like from stop your everything. Yeah. 
put all put the brakes on. Right. So you shall have a cease and then rest. It's a memorial of blowing of trumpets. And here it is, a holy convocation. That word convocation is mikra. So when we see that convocation, we know that God is telling Moses, this day, this is, I want you to play this movie every year. So yeah. this, is a, this is a mikra. You shall do no customary work on it. You see, you're starting to see the rest that's ramping up. The harvest is over. And you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. Verse 26, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, also the 10th day. Now, there would be 10 days that would be inaugurated at the blowing of trumpets. So on that 10th day, which we'll talk about next, the next episode, is the, is the 10th day of the seventh month shall be the day of atonement. Okay, so that is uh, Yom Kippur. Yeah. So trumpets inaugurate what the the Jewish community would call Rosh Hashanah, which is Rosh is head. It's, it's Rosh, Rosh Hashanah, which it's head of the year. Right. So it's the top of the year. So for 10 days at the blowing of the trumpets, it would inaugurate Rosh Hashanah. That would be a 10 day period. And for those 10 days, it would get to Yom Kippur, which is the day of atonement. The Hebrew word for atonement, um, fun little fact here. There is, there's really no English word for uh, kefer, which is there. That's where we get the kippur. Yeah. That word means to smear, essentially, mm. to, to spread blood on. Um, William Tyndale actually made up that word, atonement. That's, that word doesn't exist. That's not a word. It's a compound word, which means at one meant. Wow. It's, it's a process to make us one with God. Now, notice that this oneness comes during a rest. So fun fact, uh, there's so much, I don't, I don't want to throw too much at people, but this is just all your brain, your neurons will start firing when you start getting the movie. Yeah, understand the the quotes later in the movie called the Bible. Yeah, but the word you know when it says "be therefore perfect for the Lord your God is perfect," that's intimidating. But that word, that word "perfect," actually comes from a Greek word in the New Testament, which means complete. Wow, complete is what that means, which is what rest does. That seventh day is a day of completion. So becoming one with God happens through this holy mikra, which is a season of rest. So here's what's really uh, important about this day. This, uh, the main purpose of the Feast of Trumpets was to announce the arrival of the seventh month in order to prepare the people for the Day of Atonement. That's the whole the narrative push. Wow. What... Uh, trumpets is all about it's you notice it was the first day of the seventh month right and they would hear that long blast of that shofar they knew we're at the beginning of the seventh month and seven meant something to them it's we're going to enter into his rest it was to prepare them for what was coming the the day of kefir the the atonement day the day where we'll become one with him by smearing, ironically, seven lambs, the blood of seven lambs, is what it would later tell us in the Bible. So from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, from trumpets to atonement, was a period of 10 days, okay? Okay. For those 10 days, they had to repent. That's that's what this trumpet symbolized. They were, in fact, if you can pull that passage back up again, Leviticus yep. twenty-three, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> You'll see that it's it's not some little light thing. You shall do no work on the same day, for it is the day of atonement to make atonement oh. for you before the Lord. Uh, let's see, which verse? Let's look at verse twenty-six. And the Lord okay. spoke to Moses, saying, "Also the tenth day 
of this seventh month shall be the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. You shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. And you shall do no work on that same day, for it is the day of atonement to make atonement for you before the Lord your God for any person who is not afflicted in soul on that same day shall be cut off from his people. Wow. At the moment of the trumpet, it was preparation for this. So they would, they would repent. They would go through their, their lives. They would begin to move things around. The day was, um, was a special marker that would prepare them for the affliction of their soul. In fact, Numbers 29.1, it tells us on the first day of the month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do customary work. And for the day of blowing the trumpets. Wow. So on this month, they would blow the shofar extra loud and for a long duration. Now, the shofar is blown in remembrance of the ram that was sacrificed in the place of Isaac. And the Jewish tradition teaches that God blew a ram's horn. Now, obviously, this is Jewish tradition. I can't, we can't nail this down, but this is what they have recited on their Mikra. They believe right. that in, on Pentecost, when God descended down on Mount Sinai, they believe that God was blowing a shofar. So that's, that's Jewish tradition there. To the Jewish people, the sound of the horn would bring to their minds the presence of God. Similar to when you see red and green. Right. You see that everywhere. I, in fact, let's do something because, I mean, we're in the thick of it right now. Yeah. When you see pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. What does that do? It tells us fall is here. You know? Yeah, we're in a season. We're in a season. Right. Similarly to the Jewish community, it was audible when they would hear a trumpet. It brought to their minds the presence of God is coming. Wow. You know, you go into a coffee shop and you smell pumpkin spice and cinnamon, you know, okay, there's a season here. If you had no calendar, just the the smell would bring to mind, I believe we're in October. You know, that would yeah. Yeah. just these these markers. Now you have to understand they don't have iPhones or anything, so these these markers would tell them the time of year. And that wow. trumpet that would blow for that extra long duration said, Oh, it's the seventh month. The presence of God is coming. So what is the wow. only appropriate thing to do when the presence of God is coming? For the next 10 days, You're repenting. it will afflict their souls. Yeah. <laughs> and we hear that and it's a negative. They're turning away from everything that would displease the God that's showing up. Wow. God is coming. Yeah. Let us prepare for his arrival. So... At the moment of hearing the trumpet, they would enter into this solemn time wow. of preparation for the day of Katonment, Yom Kippur. This preparation time was called the 10 days of repentance or the 10 days of awe. In Hebrew, it's Aseret Yemai Tashuva, the, the days of returning. That's what that, that means. The sound of the trumpet would also be an alarm of sorts as to call to introspection. They would look inwardly and say, am I doing everything that God has asked of me to get all of this right? Because he's coming. Wow. He's coming with, with judgment. Day of yeah. atonement was a day of, of wrath. You know, we read that through the, the Christian lens as like, oh man, this was such a gracious day. And it was. But if there was no blood to appease the wrath of God, the wrath of God would spill out. Yeah. That that day, God was coming with vengeance. <laughs> yeah. His vengeance was arriving in that tabernacle. And when he saw the blood, his vengeance was satisfied. Yeah. And this would this was terrifying. The presence of God was not something to be trifled with. I know in our you know, our more um charismatic services, our apostolic Pentecostal services, what we when we talk about the presence of God, we're we have a very specific thing that comes to mind. But we're, I would say we're pretty mm -hmm. far off base of what the Bible is actually talking about with the presence of God. We sit as if, man, we have fasted, we've prayed, almost as if we've put on a badge, okay, now I can get the presence of God. That, right. that was never on the Jewish mind. 
when the presence of God came, it was a terrible thing. It was a fearful thing because, right. you know, I, I've, I've preached this before. Woe is me. That's the only appropriate response when the presence of God shows up because he is perfect and we're not. And yeah. there's this, this dual, uh, I'll call it a dilemma with God is he is both awesome and terrible. Yeah. It's, and people don't know what to do with that. Uh, consider the sun, you know, the sun gives life to this planet, but if you, if it were to come to this earth, it would destroy us. How can something give life and be destructive both simultaneously An amazing power? That's yeah. God manifest when he comes, it could be amazing for the righteous, but terrible for the sinner. Mm. So they knew this, right? So for 10 days, they would prepare. God is coming. We need to, we've, we've got to return. We've got to do the things that we're supposed to be doing. So a Jewish scholar, Maimonides, I'll quote him. He says, and quote, even though repentance and crying out to God are always timely, during the 10 days from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, it is exceedingly appropriate and it is accepted immediately on high. Wow. I quote, for these reasons, it is customary for all of Israel to give profusely to charity, perform many good deeds, and be occupied with observance of God's commandments. This is, wow. I wish that we'll do another series on this. Uh, in fact, I'm kind of going through what the next conversation will be, but have an idea. I think I want to teach on righteousness because it's applicable here. Right. They were pursuing righteousness when they heard that trumpet. For those 10 days, they would go through their life. Now, again, someone listening to this may have an idea of what righteousness is, but I want to talk about the biblical definition of it. Right. Righteousness is not wearing the right clothes, doing the right, you know, creeds or whatever the case may be. Righteousness, it means to do well for others who are incapable of doing well for themselves. It was think of philanthropy or benevolence or charity. This is what would move the heart of God because it's, it's his very nature. I mean, my goodness, look what he did for us who we are incapable of doing for ourselves. And so that for that 10 days, they would look inwardly. Have we been charitable? Right. Have we, have we looked at the corner of our crops and given those to the, the widows, the immigrants, the orphans, the poor, which is the quartet of the vulnerables within theology. And that's what's listed in the Bible. Have we, have we been taking care of one another? Have we been looking after the sojourners amongst us, the, the Gentiles? That was what they would look through. They would yeah. look inwardly for those 10 days. They were returning to God because when he shows up, anything that isn't righteous, judgment. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So you can see how this, this sound just like the sun, man, we go out in the summer and we want to lay out in it. We want to go ride in boats and enjoy the summer. But right. You stay out in the sun long enough, you're going to get burned. It's, it's beautiful and dangerous. The sound of the trumpet would be great joy for the righteous. Yeah. But terrifying for the sinner. Wow. Same trumpet right. can invoke two completely different responses depending on the lifestyle. Wow. So that trumpet would inaugurate this. Rabbi Shmuel Eliezer says this. He says, why is this period unique? He explains that, he says, our fate for the coming year is decided on Rosh Hashanah, but it is not sealed until Yom Kippur. Accordingly, this is the time to return to God and beg him to change the judgment for the better. Wow. So during this time, they would decrease their involvement with worldly matters and increase their Torah study, their Bible study, and they would up their charitable giving. They, would, they were making sure. Now, obviously, obviously, it'd be far wiser to just be doing this all year long, right? Right, right. Now, there would be some who were, but when they heard that trumpet, they would stop and they'd say, okay, 
I'm not just going to rest in the fact that I've been a good person. Let's continue and let's up the ante to the one who's been doing nothing. This was a last ditch effort to get it. You know, we've got to return. Right. So in these days before Yom Kippur or the day of atonement, some were careful to settle all debts so that they came to this high holy day with a clean slate. This was a time to be extra careful. This is Jewish culture now, mind you, with all of the, the mitzvah observances. For example, one who is generally not careful regarding eating bread that is kosher but baked by non-Jews, they're now going to pay really close attention. Man, I'm only going to eat bread baked by Jews. They would, like, they would take all the law really seriously during this time. God's wow. coming. So due to the solemn nature of this time of year, it was customary to refrain from scheduling weddings. They wouldn't even schedule weddings during these days. So I'll say this, though it's, it's, it's really difficult to explain the difference between the Jewish and the Christian understanding of, of the day of atonement, that salvation that it would represent. And I, I like the Jewish perspective, you know, it's, we're reading a Jewish Bible. Now, obviously we are under the, the new covenant. We are Gentiles grafted in, but the Jewish community stresses forgiveness far more than personal salvation. And I, I really want to, I want to highlight that. Yeah. Because I think that that would be helpful for all of us in our postmodern westernized secular society. We're Christians within a secular society, but I've noticed it in myself and when I started really studying the Bible, man, I had, a, I had to do a lot of, I had to do a lot of introspection. The, the Bible was the trumpet for me. And when that, when I read the Bible, that trumpet blows and it causes me, oh my goodness, I need to return. And one of those things that that, that trumpet heralds for me is I'm more concerned with my personal salvation than I really am yeah. about the work that that salvation is doing in me. Wow. It's making me like Christ. Yeah. So I should be more forgiving. Yeah. The Jewish community stresses forgiveness far more than personal salvation, especially as salvation is understood by most Christians. Jewish people are not as apt to think about personal salvation or a secured future beyond the grave in the same way Christians do. Now, in that, I believe we need to be secure we need to really know this salvation is is getting me somewhere but right. until it does what is your salvation doing for you while you're here before you're called out yeah the jewish people think about forgive forgiveness during this time of year when we read about the day of atonement we're reading we highlight salvation but they are highlighting forgiveness yeah so they would go and forgive debts they would, they, they want to be righteous in the eyes of God. So they're going to, I, again, it's far better to just live this lifestyle than to try to get it all right last minute. But thankfully, the sound of that trumpet, there was a season to get it right. Wow. So they would go through and they would view this forgiveness as temporary. It, it Obviously, it needed an annual renewal. The Day of Atonement, think of the Day of Atonement. I heard a professor say it like this. Think of it as the big reset button that God would push that reset button and it's all, it's all done. All sins are removed. It's all, it's all been forgiven. Yeah. Christ, obviously once for all, according to Hebrews, he has become our atonement once right. for all of us. So the 10 days of all, or the 10 days of repentance are observed during the time, like I said, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur upon this to ask for forgiveness from those that they may have offended during the past year. And they would forgive others for their offenses. You know what they've, what you've done to me, I, I let it go. They're trying to be more like the God that they know is showing up, which yeah. is so pointed because that's what Jesus's prayer was all about. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those. Now, look what Jesus did on, on Passover. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yeah. He rolled it all back. Wow. There's no need, according to the author of Hebrews, to continue in this animal sacrifice. But that's what this represented to them. So at the sound of a trumpet, it was this solemn, oh no, the presence of God is coming. Am I, have I been doing everything? Yeah. And I think that this is, this is so important that we understand this Mikra and it become a Mikra. This has got to become a movie on repeat for us. We have to recite it. Here's why right. this is such an important uh, lesson or episode in this particular podcast. This is why it's so right. important to me. As we've looked at, Passover is over. Jesus fulfilled that. It's done. It's been fulfilled. Okay. First fruits, unleavened bread, it's been fulfilled. Prophetically, Acts 1 and Acts 2, we have been in the long summer. Okay, it's been that long time where there's a uh, harvest. Trumpets has not been fulfilled yet. Now, here's why this is such a crucial episode. Yeah, the Jewish community missed Passover, even though they've practiced it. Okay, we could get really arrogant and be like, you know, look, how did you miss it? They did. Yeah. Bottom line, they, they, they missed it. But it's frustrating because they'd been rehearsing it. They knew the movie. They didn't. Yeah. How did you not see it? I have to be very humbled because trumpets hasn't been fulfilled either. Yeah. We don't want to miss a group it. Of, a group of people missed it. That's already happened. So it's not beyond us to miss something, even yeah. though. We've read it. Trumpets is coming. And we have got to learn the, the days of awe, the returning, the introspection. That's what trumpets. I really feel, and this is such a unique season of time. Now, obviously, somebody can come back and listen to this way later in the, in the future. But it is currently, at the time of this recording, by the time you listen to it, it'll be some days after this. But right now, as of recording, it is October 19th, 2023. Right. This is so profound to me, uh, Levi, because uh, trumpets started this year, 2023. Um, it started Friday evening, September 15th. Okay. That launched them to... Sunday evening, September 24th, which was the Day of Atonement. Tabernacles, 2023, was October 6th. October 7th, Hamas attacked Israel. Wow. Okay. They, they just went through all of this that we're talking about, literally in Israel. They went through a season of introspection for that 10 days. They celebrated the Day of Atonement. Then October 6th, they celebrated the presence of God, Tabernacles. October 7th, Hamas. Bro, if there has ever been a trumpet in our world that has been blowing, mm. we are in the season and we have got to we've got to become coherent with with what's going on in our society right now. That bro, Israel is at war. <laughs> yeah. Full out war, I mean, not just little missiles thrown no, over, but no, they're I mean, war. 500 people just died in a hospital. A missile, oh. missile hit a hospital and 500 people died. We are right now over 3,000 people have lost their lives in this war. It's, mm. I mean, bro, this hasn't happened since the 40s. This is a, I mean, there's, there's political unrest here in America right now because we're on heightened, uh, heightened alert because we're worried about 
terrorists here in the states targeting Jewish people within the United States. New York is under extreme, um, they're on extreme high alert. Christians are on edge. This is a, I will, I will call it an alarm. What we yeah. should all be doing collectively, Christians, the world, we should, we should cease. We should stop for a moment. Stop the madness of trying to pick a side. We are like, we, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to tap into, to one of my callings right now is I'm just, we, yeah. we, we stake our sides. This is what we've been designed to do. You know, um, cops or no cops, mask or no mask, vaccination, no vaccination, you know, white or black, red or blue. This is, we pick our sides. Now we are doing, we did it with Russia, Ukraine. Now we're doing it with Palestine or Israel. It's just like cease. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Introspection. Yeah. Look, look inwardly right now. Look, am inward. I righteous? This is, I would say prophetically, this feels like the inhale of the angel with the trumpet to his lips. Mm. I feel that all of this stuff that we're seeing on the earth the great angel that's going to blow the final trumpet in Thessalonians 4.16. He just inhaled and all of this stuff started happening. And what we should be doing is looking inwardly right now. Am I fighting? Am I picking a side? Am I? It's, it's madness. Yeah. We, we should be looking inwardly right now, not in a selfish way, but we should just be forgiving, letting go of debts. We should be pursuing righteousness as, you know, I quoted Maimonides, it is always timely to repent, but this time of year, it is a high time to repent. Yeah. What we're Mm. seeing around us is, bro, the Jews missed it the first go round. Who are we to say that we won't miss the second one? So how do you ensure that you don't miss? You watch the movie. You McCraw. Yeah, you McCraw. If you recite Passover all year, if you recite Unleavened Bread, if you recite it, and it not become just a tradition, not just a custom that you do, but you sit down and you say, we're doing this because the Messiah is coming. That was the point. Yeah. Equally so, to the last three that have yet to be fulfilled, trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles, it cannot just be a creed. It cannot just be a tradition. We have truly got to be Holy Ghost filled, baptized in his name, pursuing Christian ethics and character, and being like Christ. It is That is our mikra now. That is... That is our recital. We live out this movie. I, Dr. Jeremy Painter, he teaches at um, at Urshan. Yeah. Phenomenal message that I listen to if you get an opportunity and you want to go watch him on YouTube. But he, he preached till we all have faces was the title of his message. So, so good. Oh, my goodness. He, he was talking about, and this is relevant to what we're talking about right here, but he was he gave the illustration of Jim Caviezel when he was getting ready to play the part of Jesus uh, in the passion of the Christ. And he said that Jim Caviezel, you know, any good actor, they, they method act. They, they're not just looking at the lines, but they act like that character, even off the set to get into the mindset of the character. Jim Caviezel proclaims Christianity. Now through that movie, he was method acting Christ to the other side, juxtaposed is Heath Ledger, who method acted the Joker. He got in right. character, and his family and friends said he was, you know, he was a very jovial, happy-go-lucky, life of the party individual. Till that role, mm. he became the role that he was acting. Depression leading him to suicide. And on the other side of the aisle, Jim Caviezel. 
What right. we are doing through these mikras is it's not just tradition, it's not just a custom, it's not just a religion. We method act Christ till we become Christ. Right. Day after day, I'm working on my, we have to have this introspection every day. There should be, the Bible should be our little, little alarm before the big alarm. Have I done everything? Have I, have I been like him? Have I washed feet? Have I forgiven this, this time right now? It's just so relevant that what we're talking about is happening. I mean, they just celebrated all of this. And then all of a sudden this inhale from the lungs of the mighty trumpet, uh, the mighty angel is going to blow the final trumpet. I believe it's, this should all be really waking us up. Right. We look at the world around us and see it so divided to the Christian trying to method act Christ, we should look at that and say, we're going to be more united right? to the people that fight over everything. And they blame to the Christian method act Christ. We should forgive. We should really be looking inwardly right now. If you're listening to this, all of us, this isn't, I don't like preaching at, I don't believe that's biblical. I believe in preaching for because Ephesians four, uh, six says, and these are given talking about the fivefold ministry for the equipping of the saints. I preach for people. And right now, let me just preach for you, not to right. you, not at you, because the Bible has been preaching for me as well. I have been looking inwardly and I've just been God any day. Now I've been really just my wife and I, my friends, I've just been looking around. I'm saying, God, any day now. We are right. We are right here, bro. We are right here. Mm-hmm. This isn't a scare tactic. This is to the righteous. This is a, a trumpet is great joy. Yeah. But to the one who isn't, it is a great terror. But we still have this span of time before the trumpet. Wow. Repent. Return Repent. is what that word means. Teshuva. Re- come back. If God Almighty, if you are listening to this and you were in church for a long time and you walked away for whatever reason due to hurt. And I'm sure, I'm sure that there was a just reason for you to walk away, but you didn't walk away from a church pastor. You walked away from God Return to him. You may still be right. mad at the church. You may still be mad at the circumstances, which caused the hurt. And I'm deeply sorry that that happened. But if you're listening to this return to Christ, he didn't hurt you. Someone in the church may have, but he didn't. With all that's going on around us, this is a great time to look inwardly and prepare because according to Thessalonians 4.16, it says that the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with Mm. the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Do you know what that trumpet's going to do? We're going to put all our plowshares down. When we hear that trumpet, harvest is over. Yeah. And we're going to be transplanted into the kingdom, which has been prepared for those that love him and that were bought by his name, redeemed by his blood, filled with his spirit. When we get there, it will be a it will be a judgment. Right. To the righteous, God will analyze us and he's gonna look and he's gonna say, mm, you are complete. You are you are in you are like me. How can I be like him? Impossible without his spirit. Right. Impossible without his word. When I say spirit, I'm thinking of a coin, a quarter. The spirit is heads. The word is tails. It's both one coin. I need spirit and truth. He's going to look at us and he's going to see himself through a dwelling spirit. And he's going to see his character through the word that the spirit illuminated in us. Please do do what they McCrod. When they would hear that trumpet, they would take 10 days of awe and they would return. They would study the Bible as we're seeing all this stuff that's going on around us. 
someone please sit down, study yes. the word for yourself. Yes. And then return to God. You're, you're not returning Absolutely. to a church. You're not returning to a pastor. You're returning to God, God foremost. And you, until that great trumpet sounds, I hate to say it, you might get hurt again. Yeah. You might get offended again. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'll say you probably will. <laughs> yeah, you're dealing with people. And guess what? In that moment, you get to practice your personal salvation through forgiveness. Wow. We have all been hurt. I was told five days after my son passed away, get over it by any, not by anybody that I was deeply close to, thankfully, just somebody yeah. who just didn't know what else to say, said the wrong thing. And it hurt deeply. Yeah. The hardest thing for me to do was to just forgive. I bring it up right. because it was one of those hard moments and I, I, I'm just bringing it up because I understand how hurtful things are. Yeah. But the, the lungs have been filled with air by that archangel and he's about to blow that trumpet. Wow. In the meantime, let's, let's return. That's we, we can't look at in this podcast, the fulfillment, um, the last one, Pentecost, we looked at it because it was fulfilled in Acts 1 and 2. Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits was all fulfilled in Christ. This hasn't been, ha this hasn't been fulfilled yet. Yeah. So yeah. it is still a Mikra. <laughs> it's still a Mikra. Um, wow. And I, I, really quick, I just want to point out the, the parallel that you pointed is that last episode, the past couple episodes, it's just like to me was mind boggling. How did how did the Jewish people uh, in that time they were living it and going through it? How did they miss such a, an amazing moment in history and how did they miss the Messiah walking amongst them? And and to me, they it could have been, and I'm going to parallel it kind of like you did in today's culture, is were they caught up in their own culture and their own traditions and their own rhythm of life? And is that how they missed it? And for us today, there are many people, you know, if this, if this war would have happened, let's say, 20 years ago, I believe the churches, not just Pentecostal UPCI, but I believe churches all across the country would be flooded with people saying, this has to be the moment. Yeah. I, I can't believe there's war breaking out in Israel like this. People would be rushing to the church. Yes. But what are we seeing right now? We're... We're seeing some people waking up and saying, wait a minute, maybe I do need to to reflect and see what's going on in the world, and maybe I do need to get my life right with God. But it, it, it does scare me, you know, yeah. that there's not a more urgency. Uh, and so could it be, like you said, we're caught up in our own culture, our own tradition, our own life of who's following me, who's given, who's liking my page. Um, are they on this, the left side, the right side, the middle side? What side are they on? Yeah. And and you touched on it so powerfully. Is that we all need to stop? And if you're if you're a guest watching this and you don't know about church, and like you said, I'm not I'm not going to go into it deep because you covered it way better than I ever could. But this is the moment. We are living in Pentecost. We're in the long summer. We're waiting for the trumpet. And man, if you're watching world news, if you're living in today's culture, we should take a page out of the Jewish tradition and say, you know what? Let's let's see what the Sabbath is really about. Yeah. Let's get rid of everything. Because to us, the Sabbath is like, yeah, go to church and kind of rest and, you know, whatever. But we're still on Instagram, Facebook. We're still on social media. But... I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they totally disengage for, what is it, 24 hours or whatever it is. Like, I mean, I, I know some, I've heard some Jewish podcasters say, I mean, they get rid of their phone for 24 hours. Like, nobody can touch them. If they want to get involved, they want to come see them, they have to knock on their door to come see them. You know, we could, we could learn from that and yeah. say, you know what? Let's disengage from this culture and um, let's pray. Less, and I, I'm going to do this. I'm not saying any, I'm not just preaching to everybody else and, and adding on to, we need, I need to do this. My family needs to do this and take this more serious and say, God, it's time to reflect, to repent, to yeah. forgive, and let's prepare for the trumpets. Yes. Yeah, that's very well said. Thank you for, 
for saying that, Levi, because this is a this is the time to just stop. Yes. We are exhausting ourselves with I mean, there's been big debates right now, you know, Palestine blamed or uh, Hamas actually blamed Israel for the bombing of the hospital. Israel right. said no, that was actually one of your rockets. So there's this huge debate right. who did who did what. And it's it's a bit burdensome to me. I'm like the bottom what about the 500 people that were in that hospital? Yeah, we're trying to figure out and I understand, I, I get it. We have to war crime and all that. We need to investigate and know. But there's also people that just like, I need to know so I can pick a team. I need to know what side I'm supposed to be on. And I'm like, that's that's not the point. 500 people died needlessly. Whoever did it, it was, it's a terrible, I mean, I, I've had to disengage. I have a news, uh, Apple News on my phone that I subscribe to. And yeah. I had to disengage because five-year-old children were found in the attics, burned alive. It's, it's horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous. I can't, I can't. Yeah. I sat today, just today, and I sat in just absolute disbelief that this is happening. And mm. I've had to really look inwardly and be like, God, what, what can I do? What can I do? And this is, this is the medium that God has given us is through this podcast. And, where I can contribute is in the way God called me. Where somebody else, however God called you, go do that. We're not, we're not all going to contribute the exact same way. This is my contribution right here of if anyone's listening, this is a great time. Let's, let's prepare for the presence of God. He's coming. And I, I'll say this. God's first trip here during Passover, that was to make war. Okay. He warred against sin. That's that was his battlefield, and he was victorious. He defeated sin. He defeated death. His second coming, he's warring against the sinner. Wow! That's that's the second return. It is. It's like the sun. It's both beautiful and life giving, but terrible and dangerous. To those filled with his spirit, I don't. I won't say to you get all you know. Rest in your salvation. I will definitely say that. But still, introspection. Keep looking. Am I? Am I method acting? Am I becoming like Christ? Because I'm. I'm not just doing it on Sundays when I'm on the set, but I'm doing it off the set. Everywhere I'm, everywhere I go, I am in this character. Keep doing it till you become Christ. Study your Bible. Do not preach a message. Don't, don't study your Bible to, to teach. Study your Bible because, man, this is the great mirror of my soul. And when I look at it, I'm like, oh, man, I look nothing like Christ. And when I look in this Bible, I have to go and teach me how to look like Christ. I'm reading the Bible to become more like him. A trumpet's going to sound. And no man knows the day nor hour. But this is surely a good time. It, like Maimonides said, it's always timely to repent. But during times like this. Right. Where it sure looks like he's returning. Man, let's repent. Let's, rather than focusing on our personal salvation, let's focus on forgiveness as well. And I will right. say this, Matthew 24, when Jesus is giving his um, eschatological discourse, he's talking about the end of days. And he says something that we're looking at right now. We're in it. Jesus said it. He said, when the love of many yeah. shall wax cold. I, I want you to just think about a think about a flame. That's that's the illustration that's being transmitted there. Think of a flame, uh, a, a candle, and that wick. Let me let me paint this picture for you because I speak better narratively. Okay, imagine a vessel right. filled with oil. Okay. And imagine that wick planted down in that oil. And then flame. But let's call the oil compassion. That's the name of that oil. Compassion. That wick will be every human on this planet. And that flame will be the, the presence of God just hovering. And we we kind of have that illustration of Israel in the, the, 
wilderness. The flame was hovering over them. It's as if they were the wick. The presence of God that was hovering over them was the flame. And God was giving them the law on how to be like him before the nations. So you've got ethics, the oil of compassion, the people, the wicks, and the presence of God. Now imagine that wick starts fluttering out because there's no more compassion fueling. God rests on the people that are compassionate. That's where his presence Wow. Imagine that vessel is now empty and that flame starts flickering out when the love of many shall wax cold. There's no more compassion in the world. The next part of that is really good news. Then shall the gospel be preached. Because those that have the compassion, those that have the indwelling spirit, if you are method acting this, you are going to look totally different than everybody in the world. Right. Your separation will look totally different while everybody's arguing. So I caution my, my Christian brothers and sisters, be careful with this side picking mess. I'm so weary with it. You know, just because you're a Republican, don't mean you're a Christian. Well, that does right. that, well, those Democrats, you should be discerning. Why are we so divided by everything? Right. I'm not going to get off right. into the ethics of Republican Democrat. None of that is a concern to me because the church is the government, according to the Bible. Right. So I, I don't even enter those debates because it's an irrelevant conversation to me. I'm not going to be divided over a color. It's, it's silly. Let us right. become like Christ. Right. The trumpet's going to sound any day now. Mm. And we, have, we have got to get this part right. Don't let your, your Christianity become a custom, but it is not a lifestyle. If that happens, you're a Pharisee. The Pharisees, the grace of God came and he instructed them. He said, hey, guys, I'm here. Everything that you've been practicing, the, I am, the, right. I am the, the source of this movie you've been watching. I'm here. Yeah. And they were like, nah, give us, our, give us our customs. We don't want the substance. We want the custom. Well, they missed it. Wow. I, at some point, we will. I've been meditating on this quite a bit. At some point, Levi, I think we should do a, a series of discussions on tradition. Yeah. Tradition is not a bad thing. To the, right. to the other side of the line, tradition is a beautiful thing. Tradition right. is an ugly thing when we turn it into a doctrine. Wow. Let doctrines be doctrine. Let traditions be traditions. Continue. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with tradition. Nothing wrong right. with it. But yeah, we'll get into that conversation later. But in this episode, we should definitely we've highlighted that. trumpets. And that, that trumpet was a call to repentance. Wow. Let this be a, so, a pre-trumpet, what we're seeing around us. And let's let's do some serious introspection right now. And let's not just share the meme yeah. praying for Palestine, praying for Israel. Let's not That's don't so just good. share the meme. Go do it. Go actually um, do it. So look up missionaries in Israel and sit down yeah. and say, Can I how can I support them? And reach out to them and say, Can I support you monthly? But what if they what if they take my money and squander it? It's on them now, not you. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's really take this time right now, cease, and let's look inwardly. And let's prepare for that next episode, the Day of Atonement, because that's a beautiful one. Wow. I love that. Thank you so much for this episode. Um, and that's what we should probably do to leave our listeners with and us, everybody, everyone. I'm including myself in this. We should take some time to um, reflect on ourselves, to repent, to forgive people. Um, and it is still harvest time until the trumpet blows. 
Um, but it does seem like we're getting very, yeah. very close. So, um, thank you so much for this episode, AJ. And uh, anyone that is listening, um, again, I'll always say this. If you have any questions or anything, please reach out to us. I'd love to help you uh, or point you in the right direction. Not saying that we have all the answers, but connection and questions and learning together is always the best way. So thank you to our our community. Uh, we love everyone. We love y'all. We hope we're all growing together. Please like yes. and subscribe. And uh, we look forward to the next episode. AJ, won't you sign Go us read off? Read your Bibles. <laughs> <laughs>